the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to the Stairway to Heaven. We're coming to you bringing insights into the ever-changing high-frequency currents now baiting the planet and their effect on us all. The source of vital information for the evolving human being. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. The Key to True Mastery. In our fast-paced, instant gratification modern world, true mastery is becoming increasingly difficult to find, much less accomplish. Many of us seem unable or unwilling to take the time or effort to truly understand and assimilate anything. Instead, we watch a quick YouTube on the subject, mimic what is shown, and go on to the next thing that catches our interest. For some purposes, this approach serves well enough, but what if we want to really develop a skill rather than simply perform a one-time task? After all, if we do not develop a skill in its entirety, the next time we need it, we have to rely on YouTube again and hope it's still online. If we don't build the skill, it's not available for us to continue to build upon, and we're left at ground zero every time. The key to mastery in all things is the development of solid subroutines. Subroutine is a term usually used in computer programming. We'll be applying it here to describe a stepwise series of actions that, when repeatedly employed, forms a unified and seamless routine. As you repeat each step of a routine, paying attention to detail and performing it verbatim every time, you'll start to embody the combination of actions as a subroutine. 
To give an eloquent example, do you remember learning to drive a car? You can bet whoever taught you to drive remembers it with no little amount of PTSD. At first, all the details of driving are overwhelming and difficult to manage. There's so much demanding your attention all at once and so many details to remember. Yet, by sticking with it and following all the rules exactly, you eventually built a driving subroutine that soon allowed you to multitask and drive without giving it much thought. Now, your body automatically performs all the individual actions involved without you having to think it through every time you need to turn a corner or parallel park. You just decide to make a turn and all the individual actions required to do so are automatically set into motion. Therefore, it's extremely important to pay attention to every detail of the action in the beginning while you're building your subroutines. You don't want to include bad habits such as changing lanes without using your signal, nor do you want to skip steps such as waiting for a light to turn green before entering the intersection. The quality of mastery is totally dependent upon the attention to detail when building the original routines. The subroutines are necessary in the development of all complex skills. As a child, I loved to watch figure skaters on TV. It looked so effortless when a male skater lifted his partner into the air and balanced her on one hand gliding across the ice while she held a pose. I begged and begged until my parents took me into an ice rink and rented me a pair of skates. My young mind filled with delusions of grandeur, I hit the ice, envisioning myself as one of the beautiful figure skaters in a sparkly, floaty, gossamer costume. But to my dismay, I discovered I couldn't even stand on the skates. My ankles buckled and I hit the ice in an undignified heap. But they made it look so easy on TV. That was the day I learned that subroutines are the key to embodiment and true mastery. First, I had to hold onto the railing and scoot around to build the required coordination and strengthen my ankles to even stand, much less skate. After an hour of burning ankles and a very bruised behind, I decided I didn't really want to be a figure skater after all. Through building solid subroutines for all the tasks we regularly do, we free up our attention to focus for on other things. This is the secret behind successful multitasking. I've made a habit of finding the most expedient way to do things and then doing them the same way every time. Something as simple and mundane as folding towels can become an automated art form. First, I decide what configuration of fold will stack best in the storage space at hand. Then, which fold will work well and look aesthetic when hanging the towels on the rack without having to refold them. Once I perfect this, I fold and stack the towels exactly the same way every time. Soon, my body automatically engages the folding subroutine, freeing my mind for other things, such as composing Stairway to Heaven episodes. Once basic subroutines are formed, you can start combining them. In the case of the towels, I stack them in the order I'll put them away and place the folded towels in a location in the laundry room that makes them easy to grab any time I'm on my way down the hallway to do other things. This makes it easy to drop them off in the hallway linen closet while on my way to get something from the bedroom. In so doing, I combine trips, saving time and effort. 
All successful businesses develop such subroutines and train their employees to perform them. For instance, UPS even teaches their drivers how to hook the keys over one finger when leaving the vehicle to make a delivery. Attention to detail in the development of subroutines enables their drivers to work well like well-oiled machinery, saving time and effort while doing the best job possible. All rituals and complex skills were at one time created by building subroutines. Today we make the mistake of copying a subroutine and think we've mastered the skill. In fact, we need to first understand all the constituent parts of the subroutine, master each in its turn, and then build our own customized subroutines. Some examples. A novice may watch a practitioner burn sage to clear a space. However, when they try lighting the herb and fanning the smoke around exactly as they observe the practitioner doing, they have little to no effect. The novice is missing the fact that the sage is simply a beneficial herb to help focus the practitioner's intention. There's much going on behind the scenes that's invisible. It's the practitioner's focused intention applied through a mastered ritual, i.e. a subroutine, that creates a shift in the frequency resulting in clearing, not simply burning the sage. A gymnast may close their eyes and take a deep breath before executing a flawless routine. The novice may see the action and imitate it, but unless they realize a gymnast is actually envisioning and embodying the entire procedure before engaging it, they'll not find closing their eyes and taking that deep breath overly helpful. Most modern day learning is simply copying subroutines, going through the motions with little to no understanding of their constituent parts. This does not a master make, only a pretender to the throne. We need to understand and embody each component of a subroutine before creating the subroutine itself. Conversely, we must dismantle and embody each part of a desired subroutine before combining them into a unified action, as in my unfortunate experience with ice skating. Only the best teachers have mastered the skill of breaking subroutines apart and training their students to embody them before combining them into a unified action. To simply mimic the subroutine leaves a student with an incomplete skill set, a poor foundation, and puts a major ceiling on how far they can master, master the task. Simply copying a subroutine is much like learning to bake with a boxed cake. If you have all the ingredients to make a cake in front of you, but not the box mix, you're clueless and unable to bake the cake even though everything you need to make is present. Unless you've learned to put all the basic ingredients together in the proper order, measurements, and timing, and built a subroutine out of doing so, you're dead in the water. Most anyone can go to the store and buy a box cake and prepare it, but only the true master can bake one from scratch. We've become a society of box cakes with no true understanding of the art of baking. We simply make fake food out of fake food. If box cakes were no longer available, we're out of luck, starving amongst plenty. Building subroutines is a process of conscious compartmentalization. We create a subroutine, then store it until needed. All the complexity of driving a car is not engaged until we're behind the wheel, at which point the subroutine is accessed in its entirety. There is a pitfall to subroutines. 
beware they do not become dogmatic. It's paramount to consistently adjust our subroutines as situations change. I may have developed a perfect towel subroutine, but if I move from one home to another and the towel racks and storage change, I'll need to develop new subroutines to accommodate those changes. If I cling to the old way of doing things, it ends up becoming cumbersome, inefficient, and time-consuming. This has happened to many spiritual practices. The principles may be sound, but the practice needs to evolve with the time and changes while remaining true to the principles. Otherwise, they become just so much dogma, and we find ourselves clinging to practices that no longer hold true. But the first step in developing new subroutines is to break them down into their constituent parts. The basic aspects that still hold true, such as the towels still need washing, folding, and storing. Then factor in the new situation, the shape and location of the storage space, and configuration of the towel racks. Some of your old routine may still be useful as is, while other parts may need to be modified. You may still stack your towels in the same way and put them in the same location in the laundry room, but you may need to pick up a stack of towels on your way to the bathroom instead of the hallway, as the linen closet in your new home is not in the hall. So, why all this talk of subroutines? What did they have to do with increased frequency and spiritual evolution? As we're exposed to more expansive frequency, time becomes more compressed. Currently, there are many factors visible and available in every moment than in the past. This creates the necessity to categorize, organize, and compartmentalize the data more rapidly to deal with the increased input. It's much like taking a person that learned to drive a Model T at 20 miles an hour and putting them on a six-lane freeway doing 85. The need to multitask required on a freeway at 85 is greatly increased from a one-lane dirt road at 20. Even so, our Model T driver would stand a better chance than someone who'd never learned to drive. He would at least have some driving subroutines present to build on. The more subroutines we have in place for our daily tasks, and the more meticulous and streamlined those routines, the more time and space we've cleared to deal with the new challenges we're now facing. The more subroutines we have in place and compartmentalized until needed, the more adaptable we become, and the less it takes us to change directions with rapidly shifting times and situations. This greatly reduces stress and puts us in a position to be creative in taking advantage of the more expansive frequency rather than becoming overwhelmed and shutting down. Subroutines are nothing new. They're an integral part of learning and adapting. By consciously developing the skill of building and modifying them, we can become proactive rather than just waiting for our unconscious to build the subroutines we need. In so doing, we'll be armed with the routines we need by the time we need them. After all, as frequencies expand exponentially, time is becoming an issue here. In addition, the spiritual challenges we're confronting with are pretty awe-inspiring. The more data comes ever-deepening truths and possibility to increase personal skills in the esoteric realms. If we've already developed some routines for our spiritual practices, built with a strong foundation of solid principles, we're in a much better position to take advantage of the increased frequency to enhance our ability to manifest. After all, 
the Master did promise these and greater things. Thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Stairway to Heaven, where we provide updates on the energetic currents facilitating our evolution into conscious, powerful co-creators. As I'm sure you've noticed, not only do the Stairway of Heaven episodes stand alone, but they weave together to form a map to evolution and personal empowerment as we enter the new era. To revisit this or any of our past episodes, visit our archives at www.stairwaytoheavenmedia.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Until next time, may you be blessed on your sacred path to wholeness. We are here. The time is now. Thank you.